What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I am here with the OG crew, Mike, Anthony, and Lori. And it is a special occasion for the podcast. We are celebrating our 200th episode. Woohoo! 200. I know, right? Yay! Cheers. And this is also special because it's been a while since we've had Lori on. Hi, Lori. Hello, everyone. I'm still Welcome here. back. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> I was like, wait, I'm still it's on the been podcast, like two, right? It's been like two months. It has been I think it's been months. longer than that. Uh, the last time I was on was episode three of House of the Dragon, I believe. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. So it's been a minute. It's, it's been a while. But, you know, I'm good. Okay, good. I was going to say, so how, how have you been? What you, what you been doing? What you been watching? Uh, been watching Harley Quinn's, uh, was it Mike season four? Harley Quinn? Three or four, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's lo- like three or four, yeah. Love it. It is absolutely hysterical. It's incredible. Watching the Joker be a stepdad is hysterical. And by the way. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. You have to see it. But Mike, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta watch Mike, it. Mike, yeah. I will never yeah. see Court of Owls the same way again. I was like, oh my god. Um, other than that, let's see what have I been watching? Uh nothing. I, I've been I've been doing a couple of other different things, but I have been reading. Uh let's see, I just finished the new Alex Cross uh book, uh mainly because I like Alex Cross, but our, our boy Aldris Hodge uh from Leverage is going to be the new Alex Cross. Yay! I saw yes, that. Sir. Yeah, I saw I'm, that I'm, and look, I'm excited let, about that. That's that's my favorite literary character. And, and he's at the I remember right you age. saying that. He's at the right age. He's 35, yeah. 36. He's right there. He's perfect. Uh let's see. What else have I been doing? Um working out, uh trying trying to get myself into shape. I got an Apple Watch. Yay. Well, then that's been an interesting experience dealing with an Apple Watch. Uh, because I never knew that I needed to monitor my numbers on everything. Um, <laughs> literally, I got a really fancy water bottle that tells me when I need to drink water. And oh, here's something interesting I have decided to up my game and I am doing 5K nails virtually, 5Ks. So I did one already. I have one on Thanksgiving Day and I've got uh two virtual. I got a Santa run and I have a summit climb run, and I'm doing my very first live 5K at Stanford Medical on April 30th of next year. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, you're getting out of the house? Yes, I'm getting out of the house. Like, for real? For real? What? Don't worry, I'll be masked up and all that. And let's see, the last thing that I've been doing, oh yeah, I have been shamelessly buying everything holiday-wise from Trader Joe's. You know what? (laughs) I'm one of those people now. That's all. That's all me. We need to get you out of the house. You need to get some nerd stuff done. Not that that other stuff is cool. I'm very impressed with your, you know, I look at your updates for Peloton and stuff and I'm like, I'm so impressed. I'm not allowed to buy any more Peloton apparel until next year. (laughs) Have you bought that much? I I, I may have bought a $60 sweatshirt just because it had a saying on the back. That's all she drank the Kool Aid. Yes, it did. But you know, that's that's a that's a geek thing to do. I mean, yeah, this is true. We'll buy $80 paintings because, right, it it looks like it might be the enterprise. So, yeah, (laughs) oh, 
God. Well, you know, one of my friends went to New York Comic Con and they, of course, you know, they come back with all the, the pictures of all the different toys and stuff. And I will say this about New York Comic Con. I was not impressed with some of the some of the figures that they've got coming out because I'm looking at this. I'm going, OK, you guys, everyone sat down for like two and a half years of the, this time. You guys couldn't come up with better designs. The Spider-Man looks horrible. The Black Panther stuff is barely acceptable. And I'm just looking at some of the Funkos and I'm going, wow, either you guys have no, no longer have imagination or you just expect, you know, people to just buy anything. I mean, the Galactus, was the Galactus that came out a couple of weeks ago? I think Julian Lytle did like a review of it. The thing's huge. It's like two and a half feet tall. That's the only figure that I've seen in the last couple of years. It's absolutely gorgeous. Everything else is ugly. So. I haven't, I didn't even look, I, I was a little bit bummed that I wasn't going to New York Comic Con this year. So I really didn't, like I watched some of the coverage, but as far as like the merchandise and stuff, I haven't paid attention because I haven't really been buying much lately right. in terms of merchandise. Um, I had to kind of put a pause on my Funkos because I was like, I don't have anywhere to put them. But it's kind of good that we put a pause on it because now Anthony is taking it up, even though That's he it. said he would never. Mm-hmm. I saw that. How, how many do you have He's now, Anthony? Uh, five, I think. That's they're, good. They're all yeah, T'Challa. All, yeah. All Black Panther. Oh, yeah. You got to get caught up. I got at least 80. I'm well, just, I put the. I got twice I, as many. Yeah, I got I have, I got, um, I got I have the Shuri. I have amateurs. the Shuri, Shuri as Black Panther is on my wish list. So. Oh, okay. We'll see. So, so how was Black Panther Silver Scene again? Oh, Amazing. I'm, I, I'm editing that episode now, but um, yeah, I was sitting here. We were really bummed. We were like, okay, Lori needs to go back to the movies so that she can be on these podcasts with us because it was amazing. I have two coworkers who are waiting patiently for that episode to drop. Tell them. I know which two they are too. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Carlos and Carlos and Nick. <laughs> Actually, it's two other ones. Oh, really? Okay. So. Okay. Cool. Oh, well, we know we know we can count on Carlos and Nick to be waiting, right. but yeah, right. Duh, yeah. But Especially speaking of Nick. that, look. Speaking of that episode, Lori, do you see Anthony's screen name? Uh. Oh, jeez, that's cute. He, it says, two days since last theory, he actually came up with a theory while we I'm were so, discussing Black Panther. I'm so proud. I, it's like, uh, I'm, I'm tearing up just thinking about it, like oh, I'm watching the beginning of Black Panther again. Is it? Does it include Dr. Doom and maybe Reed Richards? That was mine. <laughs> yeah, that was Mike's. I'm trying to remember what was your theory, Anthony? Because we talked I, I about don't so re- much. I, I, I don't remember. We talked about so much. Really? Okay, so Are this is what I do. Once I once I get to that part, Lori, I'll put it in the group chat so you can hear it, or okay. so you can see what it is. But okay. yeah, he he made a theory, and we were like, wait. Can you clarify? Like, are are you saying that? Like, can you repeat yourself? And he was like, "I have a theory." We were like, "What?" Okay, we can move on. In, oh, in the oh, let's move on. Not, let's move oh, on. guys, they just put on CNN. Twitter closes office buildings, suspends employee access. Wow, <gasps> you know, <laughs> I you know, so wow, since we started funny. the podcast up, I've been more active on Twitter because you know I was active on Twitter like 12, 13 years mm-hmm, ago. Mm-hmm. 
and then kind of fell off and would only check in for a little while. And then once we started the podcast, I, you know, kind of got back on and I've been interacting with like a lot of people from like uh, Walking Dead fandom and, you know, just other fandoms. I have been watching this shit show for the last, what, week, week and a half now. It has to be two weeks because this man oh lost my damn mind. God. It's, it's it, like, did he, did he buy it just to shut it down? I this, think it seems like it. That's what it seems like. It does. I, I, I'm, I'm, because I live in the Bay Area and because everything is based around, you know, social media and, and everything like that, I'm fascinated. You know, because if I wanted to, if I really wanted to, I could get in my car, drive about 30 minutes and actually, you know, see what's going on. You know, because one of the main buildings, actually, a Twitter is about a mile and a half from my house. So I could just, okay, 10 minutes. And you know, Apple's right around the corner and Yahoo's eight blocks away from where I live. So I'm in the middle of everything. Facebook, the whole thing. Amazon, you know, the, the whole thing. So I'm like, okay, so if they close the buildings and they basically restricted everyone's access and they fired everyone and now they hired them back and now they're saying they're fired again. I'm wondering, what's that? what is that going to do? to the people who actually live in Silicon Valley like I do, because right now they're laying off people from Facebook, any social media. Uh, I hear that DoorDash and Instacart, they're still holding on, but they're basically, for what people are still telling me, on their last leg. Uh, wow. It's just, I, I, I'm, I'm stunned because I'm like, well, I was here 20 something years ago when they had that, that tech bubble burst. My, my, my ex-husband, uh, was one of those uh, contract uh, workers, uh, mm-hmm. you know, IT. And he had a headhunter and, you know, he would get recruited. In about a span of three years, he worked for Adobe, Tandem, Apple, Microsoft, uh, Yahoo. Then he went back to Apple. Then he went back to Tandem. Then he, he just, he did the circuit, basically. Mm-hmm. And when the tech bubble, right before it hit, now this is 20 something years ago, they were offering him huge amounts of money back then. I think they were offering him like 80 bucks an hour or something like that. Uh, one, one point, one guy was, one company was offering like 120 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing is, is that when it broke, when I say that we have just now in the last year gotten and torn down all these tech buildings that they built, they built brand new office buildings everywhere. For, so for the last 20 years, all up and down San Jose, Sunnyvale, Damn. Cupertino, Campbell, nothing but empty high-end office buildings. Empty. And have been empty for years. And that's going to happen with Twitter. And if some of these things with Facebook is that they're going to fire these people, they're not going to hire new people, and we're just going to be walking around in towns with all these expensive apartments that they built that no one's going to live in, because rent starts at like $3,500, and that's being conservative. Uh, in fact, the apartment complex uh, half a block away from me I was just curious. The for a one bedroom apartment, one bedroom, one bath apartment, it's four thousand five hundred dollars a month. Jeez, <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's cheap. The one and people the, wonder the why I will never leave Atlanta. <laughs> people, the the people who live the, down the street, they have a concierge apartment, which is dormant grocery store you know, a, a dry cleaner, you know, that sort of thing. Those rents for those apartments are currently starting between seven and $8,000 a month. Hell no. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. I want to know why the hell would I pay 
seven, five, six, seven, eight, nine thousand dollars a month and not be paying a mortgage instead. That's all I'm saying. Mm-mm. Go get you a house in the high country. Exactly. <laughs> Don't mess with that. Exactly. Absolutely not. Or anyway, the low country. Exactly. Or some country. Anyway, that was my interjection rant. Sorry, I just saw it on the news. That's okay. That's okay. Okay, so let's talk about some geek stuff. Um, since this is just a celebration of our 200th, ep- you know, 200 episodes, we're just gonna kind of talk about whatever. Now, technically speaking, I will say this: this is not actually our 200th episode. We've actually recorded more than 200 episodes. It's just that this is the one that will actually get posted because I'm still editing. We still have a, a little bit of a backlog. It's not bad but it's it's very time consuming and unfortunately i have a i have a job that i have to go to <laughs> so that kind of uh you know that kind of puts me behind but um it, it would be different if you had a job where you could edit at the same time but i've been in your right. office net phone and the door and the phone and the door <laughs> and the people coming in and out it's yes. just mm. it's no I wish like there, there used to be times when I could be in my office and things would be actually slow and I might have my laptop and I could probably get like 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. Not that bad, but now, nope, it's not happening. But the good thing is I do still get to talk a lot of geek talk. Like literally this week, everybody who has walked in my office has been like, did you go see Black Panther? I'm like, did you do you not follow me on social media? They were like, oh yeah, I saw your pictures. Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? Of course I went. But um, yeah, that that was the one we got, we all got to go together, everybody except for Lori, because Lori is on the other side of the country, and all the rest of us are here in Atlanta, except for Casey right now. She's kind of traveling for work. So she's in Florida right now with janky internet, which is why she is not on this. Uh, Anthony, where was, is Michelle? Huh? Um, she's floating around somewhere. <laughs> Tell us she has to stick her face in the frame to say happy, happy 200th at some point. Maybe she'll shout you out. You gonna give a shout out? Y'all can catch her on the Walking Dead episodes, guys. Yep. Walking Dead episodes. We are all we are almost done. Oh my god, this weekend is the finale for the main flagship show are you okay you know i'm i'm kind of sort of okay just because (laughs) i know we have spinoffs coming she said michelle said you're not okay i i i'm okay for right now i think (laughs) it will really hit me once i get on the plane saturday to go to la because casey and i are going to the finale event that they're having in LA. Um, and we'll be, you know, we'll get a chance to go to the live uh, taping of Talking Dead. You uh, tried to get Michelle to go. We, ch- we tried to get Michelle really to go, to. but Mich- Michelle, Michelle's been, she's been doing some stuff. She, she went on a solo cruise and she came to the camp with us and, you know, y'all still have, a, y'all still have a young person at home. So Thanksgiving week, you know, y'all still got to kind of yeah. got to do stuff. I got grown folks. I'm like, are we, are, are y'all coming over <laughs> for Thanksgiving? They're like, like we just, as, as we've gotten older and we learn more about the origins of certain traditions we just kind of fell out of that so like 
we're going to my sister-in-law's for dinner just because, you know, for family get gatherings, but we don't really do the holidays like that. So I can pick up and go to LA and be cool. So that's what we're doing on Saturday. So I think once I get to LA on Saturday, you know, we'll have Saturday to kind of walk around and do stuff. I think Sunday, once I'm in the line, and once I start seeing the stars arrive for the red carpet, I think then it'll hit me. And I think at that point I might be a mess. And then depending on who shows up, because they've said to expect cast members from season one all the way through the current season. We know a lot of the stars from the current season will be there that night for the red carpet. Uh, we're all going to watch the finale together. They're releasing it at the same time. So no one gets spoiled, supposedly. And um, I'm just, there, there are a few other faces I would like to see. And if I see them, then yes, I'm probably going to lose my shit and Casey will probably record it. But yeah, for right now, I'm okay. You got to record Casey's face when she sees the Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> That will that. absolutely be a thing. I might live stream that shit. Like, look at her falling apart. Her katana, her katana mama is here. I I kind of have a feel. I'm I'm hopeful that she will be there and that Andy Lincoln will be there because they have a spinoff to promote. Oh. And Black Panther Press, I believe, has concluded. So it's not like she'll be needed for that. So yeah, she can just come on. They can, they can let us borrow her for a night. That would be great if that happens. Like, like you said, Casey would definitely lose her shit. So I'm yeah. hoping that will happen just for just for her sake. I, I really hope that will happen. But that would be cool. But yeah, I think I think once I'm there, once I'm kind of around other fans that I've like connected with on Twitter who are going to be there, and we all get to talking and seeing stuff, I think then it might hit me. I, I was kind of the same way with um, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. I was actually in. New York for the um, for the premiere, the uh, domestic premiere of it, and it was part one or was, part two. Um, I believe it was part one. Okay, because it was in November. It was it was literally uh fourteen. What no, it twenty four. I can't remember, but it was this week, and um. Yeah, just remembering how that was and getting to see the red carpet arrivals and everything and hearing the fans cheer. And it was a great experience. And I didn't think I'd be able, I'd ever do something like that again. But here we are. Mm -hmm. So right now I'm okay. Ask me again on Sunday. I might be a mess. But speaking, speaking of that, can we go back to the Black Panther thing that we all went to? Yes. You know, um, it was really good group therapy to all be together. You know, some of us cried more than others. You know what? I'm not believing your lies. I told you that in confidence. You have to stop calling me out on that. I'm not believing your lies. Leave me alone. I believe Anthony cried. He just don't want to tell anybody. And I couldn't see him because Michelle was sitting in between me and Anthony. I did not cry. This is Mm -hmm. lies. Put that out there. I did not cry, mm-hmm. but it was it was amazing time, amazing event. Um, it was fun. I enjoyed it. It was it was hosted by um, MCU ATL, which is the local MCU fan group. They do a lot of the early screenings here. Um, I've gone to there. I think I went to 
Doctor Strange. I went to Thor Love and Thunder. Went to No Way Home. Went to No Way Home. Um, And I think I've done one more with them. So uh, shout out to MCU ATL for having these screenings. We get together and have a good time with other fans. And it was so nice that night. Black Widow with them too, right? I believe so. That might have been it. Yeah. But it was nice um, last week to go to Black Panther because seeing everybody in there all white, like literally there were three events going on in the uh, theater that we were at. We were at the um, Atlantic Station Regal Theater. They had three different private events going on and you just walk through the lobby and you just see all of this white. white. And it really kind of made me emotional because I know that, you know, people put that out months ago. Hey, we're going to wear all white in honor of T'Challa and in honor of Chadwick Boseman. Mm -hmm. And I know I was looking at some of the premiere photos and, you know, just listening to chatter. And some people were like, yeah, I think I'm going to do it. And no, you know, I've actually had some people say, you're actually going to wear white. It's after Labor Day. I was like, since when do I care about that kind of stuff? I I don't give a fuck. I know. It's, it's like I, I am the sloppiest person in the world and I wore white. And you are not sloppy. You are I not am sloppy. terrible. If I wear white, it's like I'll take two steps and I'll already have some something on my pants. I'll be like, Man, yeah. we were also paranoid that night. And <laughs> we people trying to eat popcorn eat. all covered up with the shirts. Man, I still they got butter on my better. sleeve too. I was like, how'd I get like, Did you? Yeah, man. Oh, and then we went to IHOP afterwards. Too. That, and I didn't get any. I, yeah, the ironic thing is, I didn't get any IHOP on me, but I Good, got because I think we were all eating like, <laughs> <laughs> like everybody Michael's, had pancakes and syrup. We were yeah, all Michael's, like, I want blueberry syrup, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> we all looked at Mike like, oh, you a bold motherfucker. <laughs> See, now, now I'm jealous, okay? See, I mean, this man. is why you need to come to Atlanta. I know. Last time I went to IHOP after a movie, it was after one of the Harry Potter movies and went at like 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, IHOP is a good place to do that yeah. because, well, at least pre-pandemic, now post-pandemic, it's, it's kind of hard to find one that's open 24 hours now. There's not a lot. Um, this one, it, I think we came out of the movie theater. It was like close to 11 o'clock so and and luckily the one that we went to downtown was a 24-hour IHOP so we were able to go in and sit but yeah that's kind of like a tradition um when friends and I have gone to the movies we always go out to eat and a lot of times we do IHOP because again IHOP is one of the places that's open later than most of the restaurants here and you know IHOP is one of those things one of those places where you can just go and just kind of chill and enjoy some food and enjoy some company and enjoy depending on which one you go to enjoy some music because the one that i usually go to near um near my side of the town they always play 80s music is nothing but 80s music and uh my best friend and i used to go there before she passed and every time we would go and i would start dancing she would just be like oh here she go again so it's just it's it's a good experience it's it's a lot of fun and we we did have a lot of fun that night um and we got to talk about the movie but it was so funny because of course we went on thursday and the movie doesn't didn't officially open until friday so we're in ihop and we're whispering because we don't want people to hear what we saying. we didn't want to spoil anybody we were so considerate we were so considerate because we were so excited and we had a lot to say about that 
Um, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I can't wait to do that again. When is the next Marvel movie? The next one is what? Ant Man. Is it Ant Man? That's what yeah. February, right? Something like that. Yeah, that would be yeah. the first movie of Phase Five. Yeah. Yep. I mean, this is the Guardians. The holiday special is coming on Disney Plus soon. I'm like so excited for that. Have you seen that trailer? Man, Kevin fucking Bacon is like is canon. When I tell you when I saw that trailer, and they talked about going to get Kevin Bacon, I paused and I was like, they didn't, they couldn't, they didn't. It's like him, him running, him running, and them like jumping and like wee wee, like beside him. When I say I felt like I was at work watching this, and I had to remember that I was at work, and then of course my coworkers who are also Marvel fans. They're like, what are you laughing at? I was like, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. The trailer came out. Oh, my children, let's watch together. <laughs> yes, let, let's re- let's revel in the joy that is Drax and Mantis. Right. So I have like, I'm sitting at my desk. I have like three people standing behind me. All of us are watching and all of us are sitting there grinning. And we're like, yeah, this is going to be a fun ride. I can't wait for that. I'm yeah. so excited. Yeah, I mean, Kevin Bacon, really? Oh, that's that's almost well, I don't know. It, it's kind of up there, but I was gonna say that's almost as good as the fact that we're getting Wolverine in the next Deadpool movie. It's only gonna be I'm, I'm I don't know how many times we're I'm not, tell you. It's we're only not gonna going to be this like he's gonna be a minute or two. We at- are not. He's going to be in there at least as much as Cable was. So that's still like about five No, minutes. it's not going to be as much as Cable. I also it, heard a rumor that, that um, X-23 is supposed to be in there. But yeah, I also she heard She might be in there five minutes. That Mephisto is going to be in there too. You know what? No, Mephisto is going to be in Ironheart. Mephisto is confirmed <laughs> to be in Ironheart. <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. But let's see, what else have we been doing? Um, we've been conventioning. Mm-hmm. We did Dragon Con this year. We we sat on panels. And uh, let's see, we did Conjuration. We sat on panels. We did panels together. And um, that was fun. I think, yep. let's see, I think Anthony, Anthony has been increasing his panel experience this year but you say you don't you don't know if you're going to continue to do that because you're missing all the other stuff yeah i'm missing the panel like the wonder the wandavision panel you did i missed that panel i would have liked to have seen that panel i'm just, yeah. that was I'm a good just panel. saying I, i'm gonna have to be a little bit more um discriminating when it comes to the number of panels i'm on right With the, i guess i don't mind it as I, I don't mind it as much at Dragon Con, but I think I mind it a little bit at, at Conjuration. Probably because Conjuration is smaller. Is smaller. Yeah. 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 So there's not as many because at, at Dragon Con, you kind of know, like, it's a running joke between Dragon Con people that when the app comes out, we already know within five minutes of perusing, we're going to have at least. 10 scheduling conflicts already because they do so many panels. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, like a lot of the big panels are like you are you already know Saturday at 10 o'clock, Friday at 10 o'clock, Sunday at 10 o'clock. Those are all like big name panels. 
um, the same at like three o'clock, five. So it's like certain times when you just know, okay, you know what? I already know I'm about to have some conflicts and I'm just going to have to do like this. I'm just going to have to blindly pick which one I'm going to go to. But yeah, conjuration is a little bit smaller. So I can understand that. And I have a sneaky suspicion that after this last conjuration, we're going to be in in somewhat of a demand on some of the panels. I I I, I feel it. I, I agree. I would go with that. Yes. <laughs> because I because I, I had people who I didn't even know come and be like, hey, you were in that like the diversity one we had such a such a big response for. Mm-hmm. Like someone just stopped me in country and was like, hey, you were on that diversity. And I was like, yeah. Like, that was a great panel. I was like, thank you. I think it's awesome. And then we stopped to chat for a minute. So I'm like, yeah, we're probably gonna be that one and the um what was the other one? There was, there was another one. The Phantom Funerals. That yeah. one too. Yeah, that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Because that one grew immensely from when we did it before. Yeah. I think I think we had a better time slot too as well. Because we we're yeah. also competing with like the entertainment because they have live entertainment there and the live entertainment is good. Like even if you're walking past and you can hear them, it's, it's really good. So um, yeah, I understand that there is uh, another convention coming up in February, which is uh, ATL comic convention. It used to be two separate cons. It used to be pandemic tour, which was mostly walking dead and then Atlanta Comic Con, which was only a few years old itself. And then I don't know the behind the scenes stuff, but they merged. So now they're ATL Comic Convention and they will be here at the end of February. So I will be going to that. I did also submit a panel idea. So we'll see if that gets accepted. And if so, I'll be talking Walking Dead stuff. One of us is going to MomoCon next year. Yes, Mike won free tickets to Momocon at the um, at the Black Panther screening. Was it two tickets that you won? I think I won two. Two, two four, four day days. passes. It was mm. two four day passes. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, Michelle. Michelle's already like, great. I might be taking one of y'all. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Congrats that's, on that. That's actually a cool con. Yeah. yeah it, it, I'm looking forward to it. I've never been. Yeah, I, I went once on a Saturday. It was it was pretty cool. I think I went once when the kids were younger. Maybe I can't. I can, I can never remember if it was that one of or if it was Anime Weekend Atlanta because both of them are kind of similar. They similar. deal with a lot of am, anime. I think Momo uh, has a lot of gaming mm-hmm. um, stuff with that too. But you know, anime I watch some of it, but not enough for me to be like, oh yes, I'm going to Momocon because I would be sitting there like, okay, so what are you guys talking about? I just I can't I can't get sucked into anything else. My life is already busy and complicated as it is. <laughs> okay, do okay, quick quick question stuff. of any con that you could go to as a dream con. It's not your ish, but you would go in a heartbeat for me, Gen Con. I would be in Indiana so fast it wouldn't even be funny. Who is Jen and why does she have a con? Jen Con, okay, you've heard you're okay. You've heard of Knights of the Dinner Table, right? The comic book? Yeah. You've heard no. of Gary Gygox? You've heard of uh Dungeons and Dragons? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's basically I'm familiar. It's basically an entire weekend convention devoted to tabletop gaming. 
And it's in it's oh in, look, I was about to say Mike's face just exactly. changed. <laughs> and it's in Indiana and it's called Gaming, you say. and it's nothing but and we're talking, in fact, there's a documentary on it. You can look it up on Netflix. Uh, let's just put it this way: if you are a tabletop nerd, you will be in heaven. It, that Gary Gygox is considered a god. I mean, it's literally nothing but tabletop gaming, and they all were cosplay. So if I had to choose one dream con to go to, it'd be Gen Con. Hmm. that sounds interesting i think we have something similar here um well shoot if you just go to dragon con if you've ever gone to the gaming area they do not leave that area Mm -mm. Mm -mm. i mean they went from having a whole floor to i think they have pretty much a whole building as a mirror smart well, they do the the building is for all gaming. So you have yes. the tabletop gaming. You have um they they bring in old eighties arcade games. Yeah, and I think the LARPing is there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they have a whole building over there. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to immerse yourself in some gaming, that you can do it at Dragon Con too. But whatever. Yeah, and then there's also um there's also a convention here. I think it's the Southern Fry Gaming yes, Convention. The Southern Fry Gaming Convention. That I have looked at. I'm like, hmm, I think I want to go just because I'm I'm not a huge gamer, but I am a fan of like the old stand-up video games and yeah, arcade Nick, Nick, games. Whenever I talk to Nick, he always brings that up. We should have him on the show to talk about Southern Fry Gaming. Convention. Oh, th- then then we need to do that then. Yeah. That actually because, sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm one of those people that all four years of high school, every day at lunch for four years, I played D&D. Our senior year, we decided to do superheroes, but I played tabletop gaming every day at lunch for all through high school. I'm one mm-hmm. of those people. <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, no, any type of gaming con is something that I've always wanted to do. Never had opportunity. Mark is not a gamer at all. I mean, he did a little bit of video games back in the day, but he's not. That's not his thing. But I've always known that there's slightly different vibe and feel than if you go to, say, an anime con or a comic book con or a TV, whatever type of con. The other type of con that I have never gone to, and I would, well, there's two, actually. One is I would love to go to a Doctor Who type of a con. And then the thing that you, Hanako, keep trying to get everybody to do is the Star Trek cruise. I would lose my mind. No, that's... I'm not. I I'm trying to think. It's not the Star Trek one that I was talking about. There was something else. Well, that's the one you keep sending me stuff on. And I send that to you because I know how you are about Star Trek. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, I was like, she's got that at the she's Star Trek. She's not doing that for her benefit. She's doing that for you. Oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing this for you. What What is okay. it? You know, I'm the pusher of the group. Like, I have to indulge in everyone's. This is true because I kept telling. <laughs> that's why. That's why she keeps she keeps sending me pop stuff every time, every every, every ah, day. Because I'm going to Mark. Go, oh, Mark. She sent me another thing again. I don't know. She keeps sending me the Star Trek cruise stuff. No, they, if I do any kind of star-based cruise, I know that they, they do have a Walking Dead cruise that I have been looking at. Oh, you know, I didn't mention that to Casey and Michelle. <laughs> They're bringing back the Lord of the Rings cruise, and uh, oh no, see, no, oh, they used I, to have no, one, no, no, yeah, they used to have one. It's, it's supposedly it's coming back, no, ah. no, see, because then, uh, then I would never see my New, husband. New Zealand, it's gonna have like, <laughs> yeah, all the all the, it includes like tours to the locations. I never um, see my husband. He, he, oh, he, he that sounds amazing. Yeah. He, he Michelle says there's an Outlander cruise too. 
Yeah, I know. I I saw that. I was like, ooh. If if there was if there was a convention that I want to go to, it would be celebration. I've never been to celebration. celebration. It was almost as awesome as you think it was would be, but at the same time, it was also even more crowded than you think it would be. Yeah, it would either be celebration or or D. 20 you i guess next year be d23 d23 mm-hmm. no yeah. so celebration i went once and i will say that i think i stood in line more in that convention than any other convention even though i saw cool stuff but when i say that they would fight you hand and foot for anything we went to the funko store uh about three o'clock in the afternoon and it was like a, a desert island there was like one boba fett left that was it. I was trying to remember. I remember you telling us about. Oh, it was horrible. Celebration. But I don't remember you telling us about the Funko store. <laughs> Funko store was completely deserted. I went to her universe and they had these. There was this woman that was making and selling Jabba the Hutt cupcakes. And it had been sitting on the stand. So the icing was oozing. Down the side. It was oh, $8. Horrible. Oh, man. <laughs> but no, Celebration. Wow. In Anaheim, it was in the Anaheim Convention Center, which is right next to Disney. And the only thing that saved it from being a really bad food con, and you know what I mean by that, is that the second day, they got the brilliant idea of bringing in like 10 food trucks in that little uh, uh, concave circle area in front of Anaheim Convention Center. Mm. And that saved everyone. But you want to talk about the biggest convention center that I have ever been in in my entire life is the Anaheim Convention Center. This sucker is huge. It's like five stories. Like, it's huge. And it was so big, we never even got to the uh, to the third floor, which is where they had the swap meets and all that stuff. We never even got there. We, we did Damn. the first floor. We did the second floor. We met John Jackson Miller, who was an asshole. Uh, we went and saw the... <laughs> I'm, I'm I do not, remember that part of the yeah, conversation. I remember that story. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and then, of course, we got to see, you know, the last uh, the last three unfinished episodes of The Clone Wars, which is what I really wanted to see. But it was a magical experience. I mean, I, I didn't get to see George Lucas. I was actually in line at the Hilton, wrapped around the hotel, trying to get into the convention center when they did the panel. We all had our phones. But... If you can go to Celebration, especially if it's in Anaheim, I highly, highly recommend it. Now, be prepared to to sell a kidney or or at least your firstborn because good tickets start at seven fifty, and those are decent good tickets. Those aren't uber good tickets. I think I paid uh, seven hundred each for just the tickets, and never ever use their hotel system because I was at the Marriott. And by the time they got done shuffling me around, I stayed at a hotel that had had rust in our bathroom sink. Okay, that's how bad it was. Just just get your own, get an Airbnb. Just do it that way. But uh, the, the, the only thing I've latched on to with all of that, like really thought about was the fact that she just reminded me that there is a Funko store in Los Angeles. Ah, there you go. Oh, no, she's going to catch an Uber now. I'm looking store. for things to do on Monday because my flight does not leave until midnight and Casey's flight leaves at like 12 something. So I'll be in Los Angeles all afternoon with nothing to do. So oh. I'm trying to find things to do. I know that they are op- they're opening a, uh, the Titanic exhibit this weekend so i was like oh i may let, go let, to let us know if you go to the funko store yeah, I, yeah. I probably will yeah no doubt 
Yeah. I was the only thing that I would suggest that if you can't find anything to do is I don't know what the COVID protocols, but if you could do one of the studio tours of the, you know, like the studios, mm-hmm. I've heard those are actually pretty cool. I've never been, but yeah. You know, mm, okay. So, okay. So we got Gen Con for me. We got Celebration for Anthony. Hanako, you said what? I, I honestly don't know because there, I, I've actually decided I was going to put together a list of all the conventions that I want to go to and do like a convention bucket list. Because there are some that I want to go to. I do want to, I want to do Fan Expo Dallas. Um, I was supposed to do that in March of 2020, right before the pandemic. Um, I want to do New York Comic Con. I want to do Emerald City. At some point, I want to do San Diego Comic Con just to put just to say I've done it and get it out the way. Right. Just to right. check it off the list. Right. Just to check it off the list. Um, there are some other very show-specific conventions that I want to do, but it's they're they're done through creation and they're so ridiculously oh, yeah. expensive. So I want to go to the 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 um, Game of Thrones one. Um. <laughs> okay, now sisters, there's one in December. Sister speak. They went to the one that was at the Gaylord uh, Convention Center in uh, was it Nashville? Mm-hmm. They were they were they they asked them to come and do a panel, and okay. they basically said that it was nothing but a large vendor room with maybe three panels besides theirs. They said it was the most horribly put together convention ever this was in the height of for creation oh no for game of thrones oh i, I know but well creation is doing the game of thrones uh panel now, uh, now they're doing now now okay or this was hbo did their own independent game of thrones celebration this is right uh, for the i remember people. that yes and it was a horrible convention mm. Just, uh, they said it was the worst well, that and if you have to, if you guys, if you want to know, go look up Sister Speak and go to check out their their podcast. It's a three hour podcast about their experience at the Game of Thrones convention, and they have a very hysterical forty five minute story about going to get national hot chicken. It's hysterical. But the thing is, is that when they were invited at the time, because they were one of the top uh, uh, Game of Thrones podcasts, they got there at the Gaylord. And the first thing that they noticed is that they didn't have their stuff that they sent. They didn't have their table, didn't have the booth. They were on the outskirts of the convention center room. And it was in a ballroom. And it was basically set designers, uh, uh, grips, and people who were like, you know, ex- uh, secondary people who had tables hawking their services. And the only Game of Thrones thing that they had was actual costumes. And I think they had like no one from the actual cast was actually at the convention. It was a horrible, horrible experience. Hmm. And it was just put together by HBO. Well, I was thinking of the Ice and Fire convention that um, I forgot her name. We were on the panel with her at mm-hmm. DragonCon. It's the convention that she does. Yeah. In Ohio. That's the Deer Lodge in Ohio. That's, that's the one I want to go to. That one's going to be, I think, in I want to say March or April, April. but creation is also doing an quote unquote official game of Thrones convention. That one is in December in Los Angeles. It's the first Mm -hmm. one through creation. So they'll probably do a couple of those a year as long as they can get people there, but they are doing a supernatural convention here in Atlanta. So I feel kind of obligated to go because I missed it the last time it was here obligated i I do okay create that okay creation okay first of all i have bought tickets and gone to their star trek conventions a few times through them and i had bought tickets to the vampire diaries but they canceled it um 
I, I want to say that they like to rip off people because the first year I got Star Trek tickets, I got the silver. And the silver wasn't the greatest tickets, but it's guaranteed seating. The next year I got gold and my gold tickets were one row behind the silver tickets I had bought the year before. Okay. That's so, weird because gold is supposed to be like uh, front row. Front row, exactly. Uh, the, the, the guests were decent, but I bought tickets to, I was so excited because they announced it two days before the convention that the entire cast, except for Patrick Stewart, uh, was going to be a t- TNG was going to be at the convention. Okay. So I buy tickets online to get it. I get there and they tell us well, we got to pay an extra $35 per person to get the little name tag on our wrist to get in line to show them my scan tickets that I already pre bought for the panel. So I had to pay twice to get in to see the panel with TNG. Okay. These create that. Yeah. I know they do Vampire Diaries. I knew they do. They used to do Stargate. They, you know, they've done all the fan favorites and stuff mm-hmm. once upon a time. But I'm telling you right now, half the time they cheat and they overcharge. And I hope their service is better because they do cool stuff, but they need to get their ish right. Yeah, I like I said, I'm I'm going because it's going to be here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It's supernatural. And I've done I've done a supernatural convention before that was not creation um it was run through some friends of mine they used to do a convention called icon yes I and that, that. Yeah. okay so I, i've been to a supernatural and a vampire diaries convention through them i'm so sad that they're no longer doing conventions but you know the pandemic just kind of screwed things up for people but um you'd have to hold my wallet hanukkah if we ever went to a vampire diaries because you know this right so there was one here last month and it was called I was feeling epic and they had pretty much the whole fucking cast oh god see see and they're doing it again in April and I was gonna send you the link until I saw the prices for it and I was like I don't know if I would do this because it's so like it's expensive just the packages that they have for you to get in they're way expensive and then you you still have to pay extra for like photo ops and Whoa. autographs okay on top of the four six eight thousand dollars that you're spending to get in did and you, whatever package that is i was like eh. did you not hear me say i paid like over seven hundred dollars and i've paid up i've actually paid fifteen hundred for celebration did you not hear me say that i've paid these prices before i i i understand that i understand that. what were you what were you doing? Seeing Taylor Swift? Damn. No, it was celebration. <laughs> it was celebration. No, seriously. Some of those conventions, like Are I know expensive. for creation for the Supernatural convention here in Atlanta, right now they only have gold tickets on sale. Yep. And the gold packages, you know, is basically you get the, um, I think you get the autographs for both Jared and Jensen included. And I think you get one you may get a photo op you should get include it with somebody yeah. else not jared and jensen you have right. to pay for those you're guaranteed two photo ops an autograph and guaranteed seating that's the standard for create that yeah right? yeah and and that ticket is like twelve hundred dollars right yeah because if you go to the big show star trek convention in las vegas the good tickets start at twenty five hundred and that's so, bronze yeah. that's bronze that's the, and that's very they, they that's can, very they good. can they can keep all that yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm in I'm in the shallows as far as all that's concerned. Like, I, there's only so like much I, I, a person is willing to to go. 
and I'm not willing to go that far. I, I I'm, was, I'm so I'm so cringing at the little 150 I got to pay for freaking Dragon Con. Like, man, like I'm over here like struggling for conjuration to find find panels that I'm kind of interested in just so I can get a free ticket. Like, eh, I kind of know about that. Yeah, I'm getting on that one. Yeah. Well, you know, okay. Here, here's the here's the thing, and, and and this is especially true if you're going to a name brand, meaning Star Trek, Star Wars. I'm just throwing that out. This is the thing that I found with going to cons. If you know a good two years out that you're going to go, that's when I start saving. Mm-hmm. Like for celebration, it's celebration yeah. isn't every year. Celebration is like every two years, every three years. As soon as I find out the date, find out that it's somewhere I want to be, I start putting 50 bucks here, 20 bucks here, 100 bucks here. And I gradually save up money. So when it comes to taking my money, I could actually put it down. Yeah. But the problem is your autographs and your photos. Now, when I had the Star Trek one a few years ago, I literally spent, I think I told Hanukkah, I spent a year t- saving 20 here, 40 here, because when I paid for it, I got like autographs of everyone in TNG main cast, and I got photos, and those were 50 to 60 and 70 bucks a pop. But I also okay, had so, ramen noodles for a year. So there are other things that I like to do <laughs> during the time between. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, like see, I, I like the photo ops and I like the autographs, so I don't mind. Yeah, so I don't mind saving the money. And and now that I know, like, especially because of, like, I went to Pandemic earlier this year. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it was mostly Walking Dead people. Dragon Con had a lot, lot of Walking Dead people this year. And usually, like, when it comes to Dragon Con, there, you know, I'll, I'll kind of look at the list of people that are coming. And I'll say, okay, I'll pick maybe one or two people. And then I'll, you know, that's who I'll do my autographs and photo ops with because that's kind of my thing. I, I like doing that. But now since they're starting to do these smaller conventions, but with these names like Atlanta, you know, ATL Comic Convention, I know that they're going to have some, they're going to have some Star Wars people. They're going to have some uh, Walking Dead people. Like I know they've already announced Giancarlo Esposito, um, Daniel Logan is coming, uh, Michael Cutlass from The Walking Dead. So, you know, now that I know that to start looking for that kind of stuff, I'm like, okay, I know as I watch the guest list, okay, I know this is who I'm going to want to take a picture with and get an autograph with. And you can kind of estimate what their prices are going to be based on other conventions right, that you've been right, to. Right, right. Um, the camp, which is a Walking Dead uh, meet and greet event that Casey and Michelle and I went to last month. That is mainly Walking Dead people, but they also have had some people from Supernatural there. Um, they've had some people from The Mandalorian there. And I know that this is mainly what their guest list is going to look like. So I already know in May, I, I have six months. I have no, I have roughly eight months, seven months to start planning to put my money to the side because I already know they're going to have like a shit ton of walking dead people. And I'm going to want to get, you know, I'm going to want to do the autograph and photo op thing. So yeah. To branch off of that, let's go into the field experiment that I actually thought might've worked heroes and villain con. Remember they had it split where on one side you could go see superheroes and then they had uh, walking dead on the villain side. But for some reason, San Jose, made you buy a separate ticket if you want to get a photo or autograph with the cast of Gotham. That made no damn sense. Okay? 
Well, see, I was at Heroes and Villains Atlanta the last year that they were here. Okay. And it was a different experience, but I actually enjoyed it because the way that they have it set up, you walk into the room, they had it at the World Congress Center. Okay. And you walk into the room and it's literally this big open space and you have the vendors in one spot Mm -hmm. and you have like the booth, you know, the celebrity booth. So the Walk of Fame, which is what we call it. And then the main stage is actually out in the open. It's just enclosed off so that if you want to be part of the panel, you can actually sit in that space. But if you don't want to sit, if you still want to walk around and just kind of do things, then you can do that and still hear the person. And then, of course, you pay for your autographs, you pay for your photo ops. But I mean, that one was pretty decent because it was only like $65 to get in for the weekend. So, you know, it's it was. Yeah, ours was like that. But my thing is, is that why did they have to split Gotham, which is obviously comic books? over with the walking dead that made no sense i don't even know because the last time when i went they didn't have walking dead people so i I think it just it just depends like they don't even do um heroes and villains anymore they have i think they've merged with another convention as well so it's just different but um I'm, i'm trying to think going back to the original question i i don't think i really have like a dream convention at this point mm-hmm. um i really want to go to an outlander convention mm-hmm. one of the ones that they have overseas but that w- if i'm able to ever do that it'll probably be a few years before that happens but like i said i think i have a small i'm, I'm going to create a list of all the different conventions that i want to go to around the country and at some point i'm going to make it my point like at least one a year like aside from the ones that i do here locally I want to try to do one out of state and I'll probably I'll probably try to fit that in starting next year and just kind of venture out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't Mike, know. Did you, Mike, did you answer the question? I can't remember. I don't think he did. Mike. Um, well, since I'm relatively new to conventions, it's like I really want to go. I um and said D D23. I want to go, I do want to do D23. If only so I can get into it, get in and see like what's coming up for Marvel and stuff. Mm-hmm. Same reason I want to go to Comic Con. Mm-hmm. I want to get I want to get in the Hall H so I can see what's going, what's coming out, like before right. everybody else. But I'm a blabbermouth, so I probably end up telling. I probably no, I'm not. I won't tell. <laughs> you can't keep his mouth shut. I can't do that. <laughs> I, I could probably about that. I'd it'd be hard, but I could probably keep a secret. You probably um, would have to because people will probably really try to hurt you if you grab that. Look, is huge. I saw the best thing you could possibly see at Hall H. I saw the very la- very last lost panel at Hall H. Mm. And the entire cast oh, wow. was there. It was a good year. What can I say? Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Hall H is my is kind of my bucket list thing. That's when I really I really want to do Hall H like badly. Like okay. I just want to be there so I can see him walk across the stage and just like you know, see something that no one else will be able to see unless you're there. Like, I think that'd be really cool. Casey and I talked about maybe trying to see if we could get in for next year because we know that um, Andy Lincoln and Denai Guerrero will be there promoting the Rick and Michonne show. They already said that this past summer. We were like, oh, we may have to try to go. The only problem is 
Comic-Con takes place right around the same time as pre-planning for our school district. So that would not be an ideal time for me to take off considering I'm the administrative assistant for like three different departments. <laughs> so, well, that, that could be a problem. But see, the, 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 the actual issue that a lot of people have, it's, it's not as easy as it used to be, is your press pass. Because when everyone started podcasting, if you had a dedicated amount of listeners and you had a letterhead and they were really sticklers, you could get press passes to just about any convention. Now they want you to have a, a listenership of like 20,000 people. Yeah. Your numbers. And see, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's fair. I, I don't think that that's fair to normal, regular people who are podcasting for fun versus yeah. people who are making it a cottage industry and like michael rosenbaum you see you see what i'm saying so yeah yeah because i mean dragon con is the same way like if if i wanted to do a press pass i wouldn't qualify because we don't have the numbers mm-hmm. because you know that's not really why we started this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like yes i would love to have those kinds of numbers but i started the podcast because i needed an outlet to talk about my geek stuff right and the pandemic was here and I didn't have anybody to talk to and there were no conventions to go to. So, you know, but I, I just I just want to go as I'll go as a fan. I, I don't care. And if I just happen to be able to get my foot in the door any other kind of way. OK, that's cool. But I mean, I, I just want to go and just experience that once, because from what I have a friend who's gone to both. She's been to uh, Comic Con. She's been to Dragon Con and her ex, her advice was if you want to go for this if you want something to go to for the swag go to san diego comic con right, yep, but mm-hmm. if you're looking for the fan experience like the genuine fan experience come to dragon con and i was like oh okay so at least i know that if i want to go get some cool swag and you know maybe see some of the bigger bigger stars that i know will probably never ever show up at dragon con right. then yeah I'll, I'll try to go there but i mean but, for but, me, you, but you never know like Brandon Ruth has been at Dragon Con. Yeah. As Jason Momoa. I mean, he's. But see, Jason Momoa came to Dragon Con when he was still, I won't say relatively unknown, but. Well, he he was was, just in Stargate. Yeah, it was like, and literally he had just started. Yeah, Yeah. he had just started on Stargate because that was the first year I went, 2007. Mm, So Hayden Pantieri was there. I mean, Mm -hmm. that, that was huge. Well, yeah. I've, I've noticed that over the last couple of years, pre and post pandemic, Dragon Con's getting a lot more uh, top tier people showing up, which is awesome. Because they've I mean, been getting really top tier people for a long time. Yeah. Well, it, what, it, I, what I mean what, by that is. Because, like, LeVar Burton, I saw LeVar Burton there twice. Well, I mean, well that's what like, I'm saying. Yeah. People like me who not necessarily wouldn't be going there because it's in Atlanta. Okay. I. Have never had a desire to go to Dragon Con, mainly because that means going all the way to Georgia and all that other stuff. It's just never been one of those things on my list. But I started paying attention over the last couple of years. I'm going, hey, they got some really good people. Yeah, that would be Stan worth Lee going. was there. We right. saw Stan Lee. Right. You know? So couldn't Gil get Gerard into that panel because he, he nobody was full. Cool. Nobody. We we, we barely got in there. We got in there towards at the at the end of the line. We got in mm. there though. But but my thing is, for somebody like me who's been going to conventions for a very long time, now 
certain conventions I want to go to. I've had tickets to. I've had tickets to Emerald Con five times. I haven't not gone for five times because of various things, reasons. Dragon Con has never been on my list. Would I go? Yes, if I had an opportunity. My husband, he's from Georgia. No, because then I have to go home visit my family. But fair enough. You don't. No, you don't. You got to tell them. You You don't. (laughs) I have a best. I have a best friend who comes to Dragon every year, and her, her, yeah, she, she does not visit her family when she's here. She's like, when I'm here for Dragon Con, I'm here for Dragon Con. I am here with my other family. I will see y'all later. You gotta realize we we ain't snitches. We ain't gonna tell them tell them we ain't supposed to tell. Well, I think the other thing that that we'll post the pictures after once you're back in California. (laughs) Well, I the other the other thing that gets him because I've explained this to him several times. He's he he's 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 55 and he's like I don't want to go between hotel to hotel to hotel. He goes I want everything to be one one hotel. That's part of the fun. Yeah, well, he's like trying to figure out where you're supposed to go. See that that's his thing. His thing is like, I want to I'll go, but you know, he's like he's like I'm conditioned for one location. Okay. And depending on how you get there, you honestly, because there's so many sky bridges now that connect the hotels, Mm. it's it's almost like just from walking, like you're in the same location, it's just separated by bridges. But if you're somewhere else, like if you're going to the vendor mart, which is in a building that's like two blocks away, like for Mike and I, we were trying to get back for a panel and they have these little uh, Uber scooters. They're called birds and you can buy some time on it and ride them up the street. And that's what we did. I was like, hey, let's get on the scooter. And it's the most fun thing that I will probably never do anywhere else except Okay, I'm trying to get back and forth. Back, 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 back it up. Uh, Did I hear you correctly when you said that the vendor room was two blocks away? That the the vendor area is in the Americas Mart, and it takes up four floors floors. of the Americas Mart. Fucking huge. Mm -hmm. Four floors full of vendors. Yeah, Mark's not doing that. Yeah, (laughs) and I I think the top floor, the top floor is mainly comic book artists. Mm So so here's the thing. I, I know the parade is awesome and I've seen it a few times on, on streaming and stuff. But other than other than that, I, I think that the thing that I find different about Dragon Con, which has fascinated me, is the different tracks that they have. You know, you got the Star Trek, the track, those uh the fantasy track, those fascinate me because no other con is set up that way. Mm-hmm. Uh the only con that is close to that is Emerald City Con. Is okay. close to that, uh, and and, and uh, Tardis Con uh, is sort of like that too, but they have the different eras of the doctors. My thing is, is that because of the pandemic, and because of the way life has been for the last two and a half, three years, and the cons were before, like Stephen Amell walking out with a garbage bag full of seven hundred fifty thousand dollars in cash because he was at different Comic Con, people just kept signing, and he kept you know all the money and all the stuff. Do you think that with the culture, the way that it is now, do you think that the cons will ever go back to that type of craziness hype? Or do you think that because of the pandemic, things will just be really slow for the next three or four years until people are 100% secure that they can go to a place and not get COVID? Well, I would say this for Uh Dragon Con, even (laughs) though 
Like the first year that we came back, 2021, last year, they cut the, um, they capped the attendance at half of what they usually do. The, la- the last few years prior to the pandemic, I think the attendance was like at 80, 85,000. Almost la- 90, yeah. Yeah, last year, I think it was at 45. 45. And oh, wow. even with half the people, it was still a lot. It was not. It was not what you what you just considered slow. Uh, no, there, there. You can't be slow at Dragon Con. Okay. There's always something going on. There's always stuff to do, and it's just there. There's no way. I think they they could even reduce it further than that, and it's still going to be busy. It's still going to be. Yeah, I just and now I for the smaller year, conventions. This, this year, Dragon Con was back up to around eighty. Was it? Wow. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was. I thought. I thought it was like sixty. No, the last numbers I saw said eighty. Mm, okay, but yeah, it. I just the smaller conventions maybe, but you know, I've only been attention attending the smaller conventions regularly since like, I think my first conjuration was in twenty fifteen, twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen. One of those, and um. You know, it's it's smaller, so you don't have the crowd size. So like we we talked about Conjuration um, a few episodes ago, like our largest panel audience was probably maybe 28 to 30 people because the convention itself probably caps out at, at about, I would say maybe about 500 people, if that. So it's very small, but it's very intimate. And like I said, even though there's not as many things to do, there's still always something to do. So I think it just depends on the type of convention that you're going to and what experience you're looking for. Um, Like I said, Dragon Con is just always busy, always busy. This was my 15th year at Dragon Con, always busy. So I don't think the pandemic hurt it in that sense. You know, you have the people who came and the people, there were people who stayed away because they didn't feel comfortable with the crowds. But I will say this too, even with all of those people, even last year, you know, they had the mass mandate last year. This year they had it pretty much, but um, I never felt unsafe, which is weird considering the the large amount of people that was there. I never felt unsafe. I never felt exposed or like I was being put into a position I didn't want to be in with the pandemic. And that I think says a lot about the way Dragon Con is and how much they care about their attendees and the diligence that they you know that they take in making sure that everything is the way it needs to be set up for everybody's safety okay okay like i said i i was curious because a lot of my friends who who go to conventions local conventions out here in california they they have a lot of smaller ones that have popped up over the last three or four years mm-hmm. uh sacramento you know just itty bitty tiny ones there's mm-hmm. uh genre specific there's there, there's a a pretty decent uh power rangers one that they have out here too which surprised me because i'm like oh okay i love power rangers but i was just shocked that they actually have one uh in one of the little small towns but i i was curious i i yeah yeah, I, I think that events like the one you're going to this weekend is probably going to be more of the norm these days for mm-hmm. you know people like me. It's like, oh, we're going to give you tickets to go see the premiere of something. Okay, uh, I can do that. 
Uh, am I going to go to a full-blown con for two or three days? Probably not. My, my husband has a, a joke that we've had for the last two and a half years. And he says, we won't really do anything significant until 2025. And he's only half joking. Because mm-hmm. okay? remember, we were the ones that were on the cruise right before they quarantined them for two months. We were the last group off. So mm-hmm. it, it was like, oh, because we were like, if we would have been on that ship, we would have lost our jobs, whatever, because quarantine for two and a half months. So for yeah. for us, we're like, okay, we're going to go visit family because there's a reason why we have to visit family because we, you know, want to see see various people. But other than that, we we're still not traveling a whole lot. We're still not doing a whole lot. Uh, when I do my 5K, I'm going to be masked up no matter what with gloves on because I'm still paranoid. Um, I don't know. It, it, it just depends on, like I said, how comfortable you, you feel. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it was one of those decisions where, especially last year, I felt like I needed to do it because I needed like conventions for me are kind of like a, a vacation. It's where I get together with people like you guys. And I get to talk nonstop about fandom stuff and about my geekiness and about my shows and this kind of stuff. And not being able to do that in 2020 fucked with my mind a lot Mm -hmm. just because I felt so cut off from everything at that point. And, you know, most of my friends, most of my other friends in real life, like my really, really, you know, the people that I'm around a lot they're not into stuff like that as much mm-hmm. as I am. And mm-hmm. even like my, my best friends who are for the most part, we're all in different places. So it was just different. So I had to really sit there and think about it. Like, okay, do I really want to risk this to go be around people again? And I was like, I kind of feel like I had to, it was, it was something that I felt like my soul and my spirit needed. Mm-hmm. And I felt so much better after that. So, yeah, it's again, it's one of those things about comfort level. But when I can't do that, then I mean, like I said, that's why I started this. And, you know, us being able to talk about the shows that we like and our experiences, even our past experiences, our experiences growing up as black nerds getting teased about liking this kind of stuff those are the kinds of things I'm like, yeah, I, I kind of need the outlet for this type of thing. So yeah, I, I'll, I'll be at conventions until whenever, because, you know, it, that's, that's my peeps. That's my, that's my happy place. Mm. That's my happy place. So, and we have a lot, and we have a lot of fun. Like I can remember times when like, I think maybe a few years after I started going to Dragon Con, that was when I really started taking days off. And I remember Anthony would be at work and then he would literally come find us on Friday night. And I remember one year in particular, you came and found us and you literally just laid yourself on the floor like, oh my God, I'm here. And laid there for 15 minutes because he was so glad to be there. So, you know, stuff like that makes it, makes it a lot of fun. Just being able to, hang with people and talk to people and see, you know, the different cosplays. And then we talk about that. Like, I remember, I think it was 2019. It might've been the year before the pandemic. There was a group who were walking through and I'm sitting here with my friends on the floor and I hear Party Man by Prince playing. And I was like, oh, wait, hold up. 
when I tell you I got my old ass up so fast off that floor and took off running to see a group cosplaying as Jack and his little disciples from the party man scene in Batman. I mean, they had the costumes, they had the big boom box and they were playing, they were doing the dance. They were, they were literally recreating the scene. I was like, this is what I'm here for. I can go home now. You can't, you just, I feel like conventions are one of those things. Like you have to be there to experience some of this stuff. Like you can see pictures and be like, oh, that's so cool. But the experience of actually seeing that stuff and seeing the people actually act in, uh, you know, in, um, in character, Mm -hmm. there's just no substitute for that Mm -hmm. at all. But, um, Okay, we've been talking about conventions for a while. So let's kind of move on a little bit just because, uh, again, it's, it's been a while since we've all been on the same show uh, or episode talking about shows because I think, Lori, I think you fell behind with House of the Dragon. That's why you weren't with us on that. And same with Mike, because I think when House of the Dragon started, Mike, I think that was when you went to Alaska, correct? And then you came back and you were, you were, I think at that point it was already like two episodes in and you hadn't had a chance to get caught up. And we just decided, okay, you know what? We kind of, we kind of need to go ahead and push through. So we started doing it, but again, now it's like, okay, so what are we going to talk about next? Because I know we still like Anthony, Michelle and I, we still need to finish up House of the Dragon. We have one more episode to talk about. That's finale episode. Um, we, need to, we need to finish the boys. We do. And, you know, I didn't realize until Michelle said something. She was like, yeah, because you guys never talked about the episode. And I need y'all to talk about the episode. I said, we left off on it. Because you went to Alaska. I know. So we didn't talk about. Fine. Blame my mom for turning 75. No, we're not. We're not blaming. No, no, no. no. We are not blaming because believe me, if you go, if you're going to go to Alaska to celebrate anything, that is definitely a celebration. But it's kind of like started from the summer. Like, I think. Let's see. You went on vacation. I think Anthony and Michelle, I think y'all may have gone on vacation maybe the week before that. And then then, I went back to work on site and I had to get adjusted to that. You went back to work on site and then um, I went out of town. I did, I did a small vacation. And in between that, we did Dragon Con. We did Conjuration. Michelle, Casey, and I did the, um, we did the camp. And then also just regular life, you know, uh, everybody, you know, y'all dealing, y- y'all have marriages and children and we have jobs that we have to do and, I'm in school and it was, it's just been like, oh my God, when are we going to find the time to talk about? Like, there's so much stuff that we haven't even gotten to cover that I'm like, I really want to talk about. And I know we're probably, there are some things I think we've, we've all had discussions. There are some things that we probably will not be able to cover episode to episode like we want, just because there's too much freaking good TV out there. We still haven't talked about Miss Marvel. We still haven't talked about She-Hulk. We haven't talked about Stranger Things. We haven't talked about the Sandman. Interview with the Vampire just finished up. I, I'm like, there's too much stuff. 
how are we supposed to keep up with all this? But this is exactly what we wanted to do when we started podcasting, right? We were like, hey, we want to be able to talk about our stuff. We just, it, it's it's very time consuming. There's way too much stuff out there, but I don't want to tell the creators, okay, please lose your your creativity for a couple of months just to give us a <laughs> chance to catch up. Well, you know, and then there's there's the, the stuff on Netflix that are just random stuff. Now, I don't watch it, but everyone's been going gaga over the uh, Jeffrey Dahmer uh, series. I absolutely will not be watching that. Well, I'm not all. either, but I'm just saying there's just been stuff like that. I'm just using yeah. an example. Cobra Kai. Okay. Cobra Kai is still hitting it out the park. Okay. People are loving it. I haven't watched them saving it for Thanksgiving. That's another show mm. that I would have liked and, to talk about. And then there's stuff like like Andor is probably yes. the, great, the best show on television. I am going to get caught up with that. Exactly. Because I've only have... seen the first episode and then I was like, there's too much going on. I can't do this because I think when Andor came out, it was Andor. She-Hulk was out. Interview with the Vampire was out. House of the Dragon was out. The Walking Dead had come back. I was like, there, there's too much. I can't do it. Yeah. Did we yeah. even talk about Kenobi? No, no, we haven't gotten no. around to that either. That's what I was thought. That's what I'm saying. There's too much. Like, okay, and and the listeners, y'all, y'all are gonna laugh at us. So when this when this um, Powerball like hit the really big numbers, <laughs> we tried. We all went in. We pulled money together, and we played for like maybe I think two weeks straight. And yeah. we were like, yeah. y'all, we got to win this money so we can all retire and just be full-time fangirls and fanboys. We we really did try. It just didn't work out for us. Not for lack of trying. But, uh, not for lack still, of trying. And I'm still not convinced that Lori didn't, didn't go oh, down to God, L.A. and buy, buy no, a ticket and she just no, ain't telling us. No, no, I wouldn't do any of that. <laughs> Though somebody in California did win $2 million on the Mega uh, the other day. And I'm like, they're probably in L.A. because that's usually what happens. Um, no, but, okay, Ms. Marvel, I'm just going to, because like I'm just going to put this out here. Ms. Marvel was probably the most fun and the most educated meaning educating people as a viewer uh geek show that i've seen in a very very long time it was yes yeah phenomenal um yes. she hulk i haven't finished she hulk yet but what i've seen of it awesome and what, what episode yet. are you up to third episode oh, oh yeah you got a lot of stuff i like i said i got i got you haven't even scratched the surface i, I got really haven't <laughs> I, I got addicted to peloton and haven't looked back but the thing is, is that between those shows from the summer and what's been going on and now, I, I'm really sort of geeking out, and I know Daredevil shows up. Uh, I think that the thing is, is that it used to be where there was nothing on TV, that you had the, your, your choices of geek stuff was Supernatural, Smallville, maybe Heroes. And a few things kind of like splattered in the Austin. Yeah, right. Yeah. Lost and all that. And now it's like you have too much to watch i mean and then and then the thing is is that not only do you have too much to watch you've got good stuff and you've got bad stuff bad batch really bad really really bad you know don't watch bad batch <laughs> but the thing is is that it's star wars right but we have with the mandalorian but i still haven't seen mandalorian i still haven't seen boba fett uh you've got andor what you've got kenobi what now, just it just does it just it just didn't get my attention i'm just being honest i, I will just tell never, you this 
we never talked about The Witcher and oh, yeah, that's Cable my is, is leaving and we're going to get someone else. Oh, okay. Witcher. But, but, but Henry Cavill is leaving sure. because he is officially back as Superman, which I, I got spoiled about that because I still haven't seen Black Adam yet, but I got spoiled about that. I don't even think Black the weekend oh, was over. Okay. I got, okay. I, all right. Here's, here's my two cents. I love The Witcher. Love it. I think it's pretty much one of the better shows that they've done. Having one of the Helmsworth kids, boys, take place of girl, I, to me, okay, here's what it sounds like. Sounds like Henry Cavill, who we all love, is a pretty phenomenal actor. He's in his late 30s, I think he's 39. Uh, got booted off of a major franchise, Superman. Went and found work. He's in Anola uh, uh, Holmes, and he's done a couple things. He found work to keep him busy, to keep him in the public eye, which are hit. Now that he's gotten a little bit of, of shine on him, as a Witcher fan, I listen to a few different Witcher podcasts, and I have to listen to the latest episode to see what they say. I think it's a disservice because they only have really one season left, season four, because they filmed three already. Why couldn't he have stuck it out? I mean, why... He- do that to because it's gonna screw he, up everyone. No, no. What what happened was they the showrunner is from his perspective, they're not keeping in tradition with the character. Yeah, like, I think they're deviating he, from they're they're yeah. deviating and they're doing things and he is having they, he's basically they're having an issue between him and the showrunner. He feels like the character should be more closer to the portrayal in the book because that's what everyone likes the right, book and the right, game right right the showrunner like most showrunners of properties that was not theirs they want to make it theirs they want to change things they want to adjust things they want things to be different and the people who like henry cavill who like is the encyclopedia of the witcher walking around this set mm-hmm. is telling them no this is not how he would be this is not how this story should go and he just had enough of it. Mm, and and yeah. that's pretty much how that goes. Okay. Because I remember an interview where he was like, he was down with the Witcher tool, it ended. Right. And so that. when that announcement came, I was like, what the fuck did they do? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, yeah. I understand he's he's coming back as Superman. Great. I, I have no problem with that. I love him as Superman. But him as, as it, he fought so hard for this. Right, which is why I was very upset when I saw the news. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those things where, where he would get, like, I can even envision him getting a script. He look at he make notes. He, he, he puts his notes on the scripts and send it back to the showrunner. And the showrunner scratches out his notes and says, no, we're going to do it this way. And he's like, but this this is not, this is not Geralt. Like, this is not what he would do. This is not how the story should go. And they're like, no, this is what we want to do. I'm done yeah i because he can sit back and when they do it he can say see this is not true to the character and this happens i'm I'm going on the soapbox now and then i'll be done this is happening all throughout our shows Mm -hmm. it's happened with halo like we're not going to talk about halo but the showrunners on the halo show they're like oh yeah this this isn't going to have anything to do with the game or the books or anything it's completely original and people like but then it's supposed to be Halo. So then don't call it Halo if it's mm-hmm. not Halo. Um, the same thing with 
the Wheel of Time as much as I like the Wheel of Time. 85% of it is not in the books because the showrunner thinks he can do it better than what's in the books. Like, oh yeah, we're going to get to the same place that the book gets, but we're just going to get there differently. Mm-hmm. Will you change? Yeah, you got another thing we have to finish, by the way, but proceed. Yeah. yeah. So you, you're having this happen where these showrunners, is, they're letting their ego get in the way of the material. And, and I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, it, I can see where his frustration is, especially being the person who's involved in the show. Mm-hmm. And he's like, these people don't know what they're doing. So he quit. Yeah. And I mean, and, especially and I him him. being as huge a nerd as he is, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can see him wanting to stay true to the source material because I mean, again, why like else would said, he, that's why he wanted to do it. Right. And like you said, he is the walking encyclopedia for, I mean, I've watched the, the after shows for um, especially the most recent season of the Witcher. And it's basically like, okay, if they had a question about what one of the characters do, Oh, let's find Henry, Henry, Mm -hmm. what was such and such do, or how would this. So I can understand that frustration is like, and this is something that we've said. And, you know, I've said this many times, here on this podcast, I have said this on Dragon Con panels. I, Lori's going to laugh because I'm about to bring up Shadowhunters and the Mortal Instruments. We talk about this all the time. Like, you have this story and you have a built-in fan base because of these books. And when you announce that you are about to do an adaptation or you're about to bring this to screen, you already have a built-in fan base because we love the story that is in the books. So why would you make changes that make absolutely no sense and don't really serve the story in a way and alienate your your fan base? There are certain instances in which this has has taken place and it makes more sense than the books did shadow and bone is a prime example right. you know because they took characters from two different versions within the same two different stories within the same universe they merged them and they made the story cohesive even the author was like oh my god i'm so glad they thought to do this because it does make a lot of sense it works with Shadow and Bone. It doesn't work with a lot of other things. Well, Shadow and Bone, I agree 100%. And like I said, you know, that was very smart. But as far as Shadow Hunters is concerned, I read the books after the series. Okay. And I agree with you. Okay. But if I had never read any of the books and just watched the movie and then watched the series, I would have been perfectly fine. It's fluff. Okay. Mm-hmm. But as far as tearing stuff down and making it horrendous, Mortal Instruments. Remember that movie about the same? Well, see, that's the thing because I I'm a huge fan of the movie because the movie is closer to the books than the show is. Yes, but then you get to the second and third books, you're like, what the hell happened? I mean, well, literally. see, that's because yeah. Mortal Instruments, the film, they took one key piece of information. Yep. yep. And the way that they presented it in the movie was so different from the way it was presented in in the books. And it actually screwed up the story because when you read the books, that one piece of information Mm -hmm. makes you wonder about it for the next two books. You don't get a, you don't find out the actual truth until the end. And that kind of drives the story. When you, when you make that reveal at the end of the first movie in such a way that it never should have been, it it, it fucked the whole story up. That's why they didn't. 
It did. And and the thing is, no one is saying that making an adaptation of an existing property is easy. We know it's not easy. Right. But there's there's a reason Keep the why things that popular. made us love it. Right. You, when you take yeah. that away, yeah. then no one's going to care about it or mm-hmm. people are going to trash it. Well, you okay. have, it, but I really believe that it does have a lot to do with the showrunner's ego. And, and to a lesser extent, when you see something like American Gods and what happened with American oh, Gods, and, uh, and I mean, I'm not going to get into it, but you get the showrunners, they get their egos hurt mm-hmm. <laughs> because someone else is making shit more popular than the stuff that you're writing. So you just say, you know what, we're, we're just going to get that person out of the way, you know? And 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 then your show gets canceled the next season. <laughs> your show gets canceled. It's crazy. It's crazy that that they, they continue to let the people do this with these properties. Mm-hmm. Um, some, some hit, some miss. But like, I, I don't understand... Well, I do understand. This is human nature. These showrunners didn't get into the position they are by being nice. They got there because of their own merit. And so they believe they know what's best. Yeah. And sometimes that's not the case. And you lose someone like Henry Cavill from your show because you want to do it your way and not the way that it should be done. Or Halo, where you get absolutely nobody watching the show that you thought people were going to watch. Yeah. You know, you wonder why your first episode has two and a half million viewers, and then your second episode, you're down to a hundred thousand. It's because you abandoned everybody. It was that bad. It was that bad. Everyone just said, Oh, gee. Oh, okay. That even even saying in the beginning, everyone knew going in it was gonna be different, but we right. didn't know it was gonna be that different. Gotcha. Oh, uh, poor porn stash. That's up. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, honestly, that could be a whole other podcast show that we could talk about book to screen. And I think, Anthony, I think we talked about that with Conjuration. You were like, this could be a whole panel because we were talking about, uh, I think we were talking about Wheel of Time and we talked about something else. And it was like, yeah, sometimes it really does work. And then sometimes it's kind of like, yo, you had the fan base here. Like, just make it the way that it was supposed to be made. You know, and I understand things have to be changed because, you know, uh, a visual medium is a little bit different. But I mean, goodness, there there are some things that you just don't have to change about a character. To uh, Yeah. Yeah, I remember that the fan base is the whole reason you're making the doggone show in the first place. So, I mean, if you're doing something that the fan base isn't used to and you're changing why they were fans in the first place, it's like there's absolutely no point in having a show having a show at all right or having a movie at all right I mean, there's no point to it why why stray from what got you there mm-hmm. that's the whole point of you making money off of this franchise is the franchise mm-hmm. if you change the franchise then it's nothing it's just like mcdonald's yep. serving fried chicken like what the hell yeah you, you got famous for burgers why aren't you making burgers i mean just do what you do yeah or or like burger king selling tacos but like why <laughs> i'm just saying i'm just saying I just a little bit in my mouth but you know that just reminded me because i think i actually did a paper for school on this topic <laughs> like last year so yeah i have thoughts to say I, I i have thoughts about this topic i think we all do at some point because we all have maybe one property where it just yeah y'all y'all didn't do that right you didn't give it the 
you didn't give it the respect that it deserves you didn't give it yeah and and i feel like kind of like what you're saying anthony that's probably what happened with the witcher so but i will i will say this i know a lot of people you know of course as soon as as soon as the post came out and it was Liam and I was like, I already know what people are about to say. I already know how this conversation is about to go. They're about to dog him. They're about to throw him under the bus. They're about to be like, what? I will say this. People thought the same thing with Heath Ledger for the Joker People thought the same thing with Robert Pattinson for the Batman. And he was amazing. I'm going to give Liam the benefit of the doubt because I have seen him act. And I I do think that he's a good actor when he has good material. You know, when when he's given good material. All actors, yeah, they're not going to be perfect in everything because you have some really, really phenomenal actors who, you know, they they get stuck with some shitty writing okay yeah, he okay. he has he has some insurmountable odds he does but I, forever he, compared to to henry cavill but i think that's going to be the least of their problems yeah. their problems are going to be people are gonna are gonna see the story and they're just gonna abandon the show and it's not gonna have anything to do with him it's gonna have to do with what the material what what what, what they're going to do with this character and that's going to cause people to leave. To, and to the prequel that comes out in December, that's going to affect it too. But as far as I'm so art, ready for that, I can't wait. But I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say to your counterpoint, I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm only going to say two words Stargate Universe. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Meaning the idea, the trailer looked hot. Okay. The trailer was like, oh, they're gonna combine Stargate and Stargate Lands, and we're gonna get this great cast. And then you get it, and you watch it. You're like, the hell did they do to my Stargate? That's all I'm saying. This is what I don't care. It's Michelle it. Yo. I will watch it if it goes up in flames. It's Michelle no, no, no. I'm Yo. Talking about, I'm talking about Liam in the new season, not Michelle. Oh, okay. Uh, you know what? I will say this as far as as far as Liam. And I agree with you, Anthony. Said. I think you're gonna have to go in not expect. You have to go in not expecting Henry Cavill's Geralt. You can't. You can't do that, especially if they're changing the story. I feel like with them changing the story, if they're making him be a different version of the character, if if they're if they're writing him in an uncharacteristic way to the canon. Maybe that'll be, make it easier for Liam to transition into that role because it technically won't be the same the same character if they're changing him from what he is in the books. So maybe that will help him in that sense. But either way it goes, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because why not? What, what am I going to do? Not watch it? No. So yeah, it, it. I think it'll be fine. And if it's not, then then we'll just get one one season where it's just not. And I mean, at that point, what can you do? But I'm I'm gonna be hopeful, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm excited to see what he does with it, and I feel like I, I don't know. I just give him the benefit of the doubt, people. Yeah, I mean, I think he'll be fine. 
I, I mean, think about it. Like a lot said, of people did. People are just going to not watch it because this it's going to be, it's not going to be what they expect from the character. Right. You know what I mean, and it's not, like I said, it's not going to have anything to do with him. This is yeah. the, the story and what they plan on doing with the character is just going to make it difficult for people to want to stick around. Right. With like, this is not in character for this character. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just, you know, just saying. Well, at least we still we still do get a season of Henry Cavill as the Witcher because Liam won't take over until they start filming season four, and we still haven't gotten season three yet. So that's the good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Shadow and Bones second season should be premiering hopefully sometime in the summer. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Hopefully, it's it, it. It feels like it's been a long time. <laughs> Then it's been almost it'll be that will be what two years yes that's that's a long time yeah. i mean that's don't get me wrong but that's, that's like what it. it is with these netflix shows yeah mm-hmm. see yeah. that that's the thing okay okay didn't netflix say that they were gonna stop doing the all season drop on shows they were gonna some of the shows they're doing one once a week is that still a thing I hope not because I mean that's one of the reasons why I like the Netflix shows. I like being able to sit and binge. Like, get give me they, my they, show. They did say they're going to start. They start doing that with some some of their shows though. Yeah, because the Great British Bake Off, they're doing one episode at a time. They've been doing that for like two seasons now. I, I don't think that would be in their best interest to do that because I think that gives them an advantage. Over, Not with genre shows. Yeah, yeah that yeah. gives them an advantage yeah. over Amazon. I mean, I don't mind the one once a week, but it's really nice to go to Netflix and I can watch the whole season drop and spend that weekend watching that season. Yes, right. I curled up on my couch with yeah, my coffee that, or my wine or whatever. And if they want to, they could do what they did with, with Stranger Things. You know, you they did do, that would manifest too. Do like 16 episodes, drop seven, wait, right. drop five, no. wait, drop they, three. No, I, I well, would they, be okay with that. No, I, I would not. That would manifest because manifest, then they okay do like, that. didn't they do like they drop like four or five episodes and then they're saying part two is going to be in January or something like that? I don't want it. I, I, I could, I'm okay with that with like a month. No. Maybe five weeks between yeah, all my drops. shit now. I'm okay with that. <laughs> no, I, I could live with that, but like I said, uh, but see, the problem is with this, and I'm going back to Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai is usually only 10 episodes, okay? And Cobra Kai is released once a year, they're in season five. We may get one, maybe two more seasons, and then of course they'll they'll be out. But my thing is, is that they're so addictive. I would actually prefer for them to drop three. And then do once one a week until they get like halfway and then go go away for three months and then come back and then drop the other five. It's like if you sit and watch Cobra Kai, then you have to wait another year, maybe year no, and a half just to get the next season. This, and I this need to I see want. the hall fights. This is what I want. I want them to come up with a show. I can't think of a plot. It's 15 episodes, right? And the way they do it, they drop five episodes. Drop four episodes, three, two, and then the finale. No. And I think that would be no. incredible because no. people would be no. like, oh my God, no. did you? And you're just waiting for Mm-mm. the next, and it's the no, countdown. Once you get to, once to the you get last to the episode. two episodes, 
you're gonna be so mad after watching that second episode that you gotta wait for it because you know they're gonna leave that shit on a cliffhanger. <laughs> yes, yeah. no, they'll leave you dangling. Everyone will be on every every group like, will be yeah. on the cliff will be a cliffhanger. The fifth episode will be a cliffhanger. Then you get the next four, the fourth episode, the next three, the third episode, and that would be so. A you just, great so you just gonna have action. all these cliffhangers. Ain't nobody gonna watch after like after the four after. Yes, I'm telling you. I'm no. telling you. In the words of Chris waiting. Evans' nephew, I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. No. I that reference. Um. Okay. So real quick, I'm 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 ready for Ahsoka. I think that's going to be a great show. And I'm yes, also yeah. ready for Star Wars Acolyte, which I think is going to be an incredible show as well. I just want to put that out there. And they have a they have another new I mean, animated series, don't they? Tales of the Jedi? Um, it is amazing. Okay. I need that. to get caught up on all of the Star Wars stuff. Like I, I need to get caught up on Andor. Um, I still need to go back and watch the animated series because, like I said, I do want to I, I want to start my Star Wars education from scratch and then go all the way through because there's so much that I'm not privy to because I haven't watched like the animated series. I haven't watched Clone Wars. Um, like I said, I only got through one ep- one and a half episodes of Andor. And then I just kind of, I was like, okay, I, I don't have time to concentrate Andor on this right now. Is fucking I know. I what? see it every week on Twitter. Everybody is like, if you are not watching Andor right now, why? I'm like, I don't have time in my schedule. Well, see, it is, it is everything I... that it is everything that um, the Han Solo movie should have been like. Ah. Well, see, that's the thing I, I I hear because if if it's as good as you say it is, and I personally thought Kenobi was mind blowingly good. Okay. Oh my god! So I disagree. It, it wasn't it, mind blowingly good. It was it, it it had some good moments, and it ended on a decent note. I what I'm it. saying is, is if if I'm impressed myself with with Kenobi, I can only imagine because that, like you said, wheelhouse stuff and or okay, seriously wheelhouse mm-hmm. stuff. So I'm thinking, well, this all would be awesome, right? And you know, I I have enough vacation that I was going to take the entire month of December off, but my boss was like, "Don't do that to me." <laughs> like, fine, whatever. So I wish I could take a month off. Do you? That'd be nice. <laughs> I, I have four months of vacation, literally, <laughs> because of the pandemic. I was home. So I wish. So so my my boss is like, don't do that. So I said, OK, this is what I do. I said, when when I start my vacation, I'm going to take a couple of days off for Thanksgiving. I said, I'm saving everything. So I've got Cobra Kai saved. I've got the Lord of the Rings saved. I, I, I have uh, She-Hulk. And basically, I've got uh, uh, I still have all the Star Treks. I've only seen one episode of Strange New Things. Okay, one episode. Okay, I still haven't finished Picard. I still haven't finished Discovery, and I'm a Star Trek person. Okay, so yeah, I was gonna say that's like really weird to hear you I say. I haven't seen I haven't seen Lower Decks. I haven't seen uh uh the one with Janeway where she the what I forget the name of that thing even what is he called. I haven't seen the Orville. It's like I've got like hour and not even counting my murder mysteries. Okay, I've got probably six months of TV that I haven't even cracked yet. We need to hit this mega. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. See, my my dream, my dream 
is wake up in the morning, you know, work out, watch my geek stuff, go to Whole Foods, go to Trader Joe's, come back home, work out again, cook a good dinner, and then watch geek stuff. That's pretty much what I want to do all day. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of me too. I, I'm sit, I, I sit at work and I'm just like doing stuff and I'm like, okay, so I remember we were talking about such and such on this episode, so I need to make sure that I'm like sitting here thinking about podcast stuff and planning while I'm working. And I'm like, this is not working. So it's, it's a welcome reprieve when people like Anthony come in my office and start talking geek stuff or when any of his coworkers come in or my coworkers come in, but it's just like, if I could take a whole month off, oh my God, I could get so much done. (laughs) Well, you know, you know, on, on, on the other side, I'm sort of jealous because even though I, I work in engineering, oddly enough, they're not really geeks. Believe it or not, they are probably the least nerdiest people I've ever met in my entire life. Uh, Boring. I, 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 I'm, I'm mystified. I'm literally <laughs> mystified uh, how they can be engineers, but at the same time, not geeks. Doesn't, mm. doesn't compute. But my thing is, is that we love this stuff. We love this stuff, you know, for forever. And it's always going to be something that we we are going to, you know, do. But I, I am glad that I finally hit a podcast where they've got 200 episodes. I mean, I did the fixer and all that. I think we got up to like 113 or something like that. But you know, I, I'm I'm honored to be on this podcast. I'm honored to be a part of it. Again, thank you for letting me be a part of this and hopefully continue and all that stuff. But this is kind of a cool milestone because not a lot of black uh podcasts get past 50 episodes you know 200 that is something you know to to really be proud of hanukkah you you know you're you're the leader of this group and you've really pulled everybody together and i just want to say thank you this is awesome oh the boss lady yes boss lady it's been fun i mean and, and you know when you think about it We've only been in existence for two years. So we've been doing a lot of talking. And it's been fun. And I'm looking forward to more talking. I'm like, I'm looking at this list. So for people who who can't see this, I have a list of like the podcast that we're doing for the rest of the year. Because, of course, you know, the holidays are coming up. Thanksgiving is next week. We have Christmas in a few weeks. So everybody's going to, you know, everybody's schedule is going to be kind of crazy. But I'm sitting here looking and it's like, okay, so before the end of the year, we have to cover House of the Dragon, the season finale. We already have done Black Panther. That's in editing right now. Um, Walking Dead episodes 21, 22, 23, and 24. Those that have to come out. We still have to do our birthday episodes because we haven't had a chance to really do those this year. We did mics and the audio was kind of messed up. So we're going to push those to the end of the year. So Mike wants to talk about Real Genius. And then Lori, I think you said you wanted to do a couple of episodes of Titans, correct? Yes, I want to do the Hawk and Dove uh, uh, episodes. There's there's actually three episodes, but we can do these two. They bookend each other. So, yeah. Yeah. So and Titans, that's the show that um, Joseph Morgan is on now, yes, right? As Brother Blood. Blood. Brother Blood, yes. OK. OK. So that might compel me to watch the show oh it's really we'll good see. it's we'll really see. good and i know casey wants to do kung fu hustle i haven't decided yet 
what I want to do because I keep changing. So I'll, I'll know by the time we get around to it. Anthony, what are you planning to talk about this year? Uh, I, I'm still thinking. You're I'm still thinking. thinking. Okay. What about Michelle? Has she, has she thought of something yet? She still has not stuck her head in to say hello. Get off the couch and stick your head in, Michelle. <laughs> She's that noise. Yes. She is wrapped up in the comforter and the blanket and it's cold. Well, I was going to say, you know, as cold as it is, I don't blame her. So good for her. Uh, but I, yeah, so I'm, I'm leaning. Um, I'm um, trying to find the cooties. What'd she say? Nothing. What'd she say? She, you know, she works around elementary school kids. So. They they are dropping like flies with illnesses. Oh yeah, so she's trying to stay out of that. I don't blame her. Um, I, I'm I'm I was thinking about the last Starfighter, but uh, I don't oh, know. I'm, okay. I've got a couple of other ones. I'm, I'm thinking. Okay. See, that, so, yeah. will, that will along perfectly with the first one you did. Yeah. That'll be on the stars, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. By the way, that was the greatest movie podcast episode we ever did <laughs> that one was a lot of fun <laughs> that one was a lot of fun it was. but um yeah so we have those and then starting out next year i think uh i'll probably start out the 2023 with our wheel of time episodes because we actually did record the first i think seven and then, of course, like I said, everything started coming out all at once. So we were like, OK, we have to pick and choose. So I think we're going to start out 2023 with Wheel of Time. And then we got to find something to discuss where we can get Lori back on because it's been too long since she's been on one. Um, and then I don't know. There, there's a lot of stuff coming out next year. We've got Marvel stuff coming out next year. Um Avatar, the new Avatar movie is coming out in a couple of weeks. I'm just like oh, Shazam. I just I just watched it's the movie out. with blue people in in water. I don't want to watch another one. I I'll go watch. I mean, I will say this: the last trailer, the most recent trailer for Avatar, um, it's pretty, but I'm kind of like. Is it telling one of the same stories that we've like always seen? I don't know. I'm just gonna I'm gonna go watch it just because I've seen the first one. I want to see what the second one is like. I just want to see if it was worth the 50 year wait that we had between I've first never and seen, I've never seen the first one. Now the first one, I will say this: the movies are visually stunning. The ride at um Animal Kingdom in Florida. Oh my God, that's like one of the best theme park rides ever. Really? Oh my God, it's amazing. It's amazing. So, yeah, I, I want to see it. I think I'm going to have to go back and rewatch the first one because I haven't watched it in forever. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff that we're going to have to talk about. And I know there have been a couple of things that people have suggested. So for anybody listening, if there's something that you want us to watch and cover on the podcast, 
drop a comment wherever you're listening to this and let us know you know we are on facebook we have instagram we have twitter we have discord we have youtube so can, any one of I those can, i can already hear nick typing away <laughs> already <laughs> i mean hey if they want to hear us talk about it we'll talk about it so you know uh, i'm trying to think i do think i want i, I do kind of really want to do interview with the vampire but then at the same time mayfair witches is coming out in january too and i'm not familiar with mayfair witches at all so my my best friend kind of gave me a cliff notes version of it and i was just like oh i'm in (laughs) so what is it what is it on it's gonna be on amc plus it's part of Anne rice's immortal universe yes you need to go on ahead and just get amc plus mike why isn't that the you know somebody else these already have isn't that that tabla rasa stuff the who the tabla rasa stuff with the witches yes okay that's what i thought oh so yes then it should be then it should be really interesting then yeah i i mean i remember basics but not the whole thing because when mm-hmm. she wrote the book Tabla Rasa they got into it really deep okay so yeah so that's coming and out Percy Jackson is coming out oh yes and you, Percy know, Jackson. And you know that's my jam you I know, know. I'm, I'm the Percy Jackson fan that's coming out and did you see I, oh. who's, who's on the show yes yes they just cast Lin-Manuel Miranda yes. yes I saw that I was like oh now this is getting good Right. Oh, Hanukkah. Yes. There's a trailer for His Dark Materials season two. You know what? That's another show that I need to sit down and watch because I watched the first, first. episode and I forgot what it was. We were we were watching and covering something else at the time and I got distracted. Shadow and Bone, I think. My, it might have been. But I was like, I need to finish watching this. And then I'm like, wait, there's another. Se- no, actually, is it season three that they just isn't dropped that, the trailer? Isn't that the season one, two. Is it that the one with the little girl in the school? Season two. The little mm-hmm. girl in the yes. school and the familiars? Is that what that yep. is? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. I thought. Yeah. Because started- uh, Lin-Manuel is in that as well. Yeah, I right. started to watch it, lost interest, and I need to go back. Okay, yeah. And we haven't even done Umbrella Academy. Oh, my God. And, and or the, Nola Holmes. We gotta do a Nola Holmes. I, I, I Nola Holmes, Nola Holmes. Yeah, yeah. There's there's so much. There's so much that we're all interested in. Manifest want to talk about. So manifest, we're gonna have to, manifest. What was I haven't started watching that one yet, but it's on my list. It's oddly, it's like that girl said it was uh the Mary Sue the other day. It's the it's the least unlikely sci-fi show, but at the same time, once you start watching it, you get sucked in. Yeah, we, we that's what I've even, heard. We haven't even talked about the expanse at all. You know, literally expanse. Yeah, well, you're right. It is season three. Yeah, I thought so, it was, yeah. but I thought I saw the first seasons up there. Yeah. And then there's, oh, and yeah. there's then there's that fairy wick thing that's on Netflix with the fairies and stuff, which just looks very kiddish, but fun at the same time. Oh, they just canceled that. Oh no! Yeah, you're one. talking about um. Uh, Winks the uh, yes, what is yes, it? Faith yes. the Wink Saga. Yeah, 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 yeah. Saga, yeah. yeah. My my son is actually watching that, and they they just canceled it. Yeah, well, they they it's they the curse have, of the cursed. They have got a lot of stuff. I will give Netflix the 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 props for they will basically film anything and throw it on Netflix to see where it sticks on the wall if it falls off. 
I will give them that. But what I'm not happy about is that for a while there, we got a lot of fantasy stuff. And now all of mm-hmm. a sudden, it's all rom-com. And I, I'm not a fan of rom-com. Cursed missed what? it all up. Well, no. <laughs> I mean, they all they always have rom-com stuff come out. So I think that's kind of like one of their staples. But they, they are doing a lot of fantasy. They have a lot of horror content coming out. I don't know yeah. if you guys have started watching The Cabinet of Curiosities. But oh, my God, that show is amazing. I've seen the first three episodes and i had to stop after that third episode because i was like i, I need a break oh i just yeah it's who it's a lot but it's so good well you know i i i'm not one of these people to watch a lot of horror i mean once every seven years i might actually sit down and watch a horror film but we haven't talked about popular stuff like squid game you know that i haven't watched it i haven't either but i know it was popular as hell i mean mm-hmm. the, the thing is i watched it it was good i, I heard it was awesome uh but the thing is is that the problem is 10 years ago five years ago well maybe around seven we didn't have this the the, the basis of this conversation is that we are in a unique point in our lives where being a nerd slash geek is cool and everyone is cashing checks on it. So we got more content than we could humanly possibly digest, watch, and talk about. And that would even be even if we won the lotto. I mean, seriously. Yeah. You know. But that's yeah. a good thing. We literally would have to go to where, and I think we've, we've even considered this just in conversations with ourselves, like maybe consolidating some of our episodes. Right. Like yep. when you have a 10 episode season, maybe talking about, two episodes at the time but we all have so much to say when we watch these episodes and then also listening to feedback from listeners they're like no i like it that you guys talk about each episode individually you know i thought about cutting out a lot of the recapping from our episodes because i was like okay that takes up a lot of time they're like no i like the recaps because you remind me of stuff that i forgot happened in the episode so it's just kind of like, I think at this point, we're just going to have to pick and choose and just kind of mm-hmm. kind of work with it. And then maybe, you know, I, I don't know, we, we'll have to figure out something so we can talk about the other stuff. Maybe do maybe. like our live show, like we did a live stream once and that was kind of fun because we were able to interact with listeners and people watching and answer questions. So maybe we can do something like that again and somebody can say, oh, OK, so tell us what, you, you know, tell us what you thought of this or tell us what you thought of that or we can. I don't know, have one of those spinners and we just pick, we have a topic on the thing and we spin it and wherever it stops, that's where we talk about for that episode. We may have to do something like that because again, like I said, there's way too much good stuff out there. I mean, we've talked about, we've talked about the possibility of adding a different, uh, a second podcast to talk about, you know, certain other things. Michelle and I talked about it when we were, uh, as far as our Outlander show and then we were planning to cover the time traveler's wife and then they canceled it after the first season so that was a bummer but i know like michelle still wants to cover bridgerton and that is something i plan on watching um so i i don't know we're gonna have to figure some things out but you know we're having fun doing this and that's the important thing because i think that's why we're all doing it because we need the outlet and we're having fun doing it so i don't know we'll figure the other stuff out (laughs) 
I mean, if it's not broke, don't fix it. It's just a matter of, golly, there's so much other stuff we want to do and other shows we want to talk about. And we just don't have the time. Like, I don't know. Can we add another day to the calendar? Can we add another 24 hours? Or can we like, I don't know, go to a four day work week, which I would love to do. Or can I just like take a leave of absence every other month and just spend a whole month just doing whatever? I don't know. I don't know. Mega Millions is drawing next, uh, what, tomorrow? Maybe I have to play that and see. Then I will just all quit our jobs and just be full-time fangirls and fanboys. That would be fun. That'd be nice. <laughs> Still moving. Hey, did we ever talk about Nope? Nope. 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 <laughs> Did you did you see it, Lori? No, but I I know. Again, I'm famous for knowing what happens without seeing it. Um, it sounds exciting, actually. It sounds it was so good. Yeah, and it was so good. And I said, not a horror fan, but I, it just uh, first of all, just the whole cast and the whole direction and everything just sounds amazing. Um, I did I did a virtual podcast about Jordan Peele stuff for Monster Rama. He did um, great oh, panel. It was a great panel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah see, see that, and that's a whole that that's a Halloween episode right there. Just talking about the resurgence and the emergence of black uh, directors and producers and writers doing horror and doing horror. Right, that the what was the one that came out? I think it was either last year or this year about the the black lady who was a college professor uh, and she was in a sorority and they gave her the the house to live in and the house was haunted. It was like ancestral slaves and stuff. They were like haunting her, and it was like at Harvard or something. I don't know what was that. It was a movie where she was a uh, an African American young professor. I think it was Harvard or one of those schools, and she was given a house, a, a provost's house that was like the house where all the 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 POCs got when they got tenure, and the house was haunted by that sounds familiar. Yeah, ancestral slaves that had died. That were like ancestors. Yeah. yeah, but what was the name who's, of it? And I can't remember. Who was in it? What what's her name? I want to say Sonna Latham was in it, but that doesn't sound right. But you know what? You 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 you're that, that I'm not it making sounds this really up. Familiar. Yeah. It does, but it sounded, I don't know. It sounded like probably one of the only horror films that I actually might want to watch. But I, I mean, there's some good horror type stuff. To see slaves just to say, so tell me how life was, even though I have an idea. Yeah. But I mean, there's some good horror stuff coming out too. And I'm I'm also not a big horror person. Like I watched horror a lot more when I was younger, but as I've gotten older, I don't tolerate it as well. Yeah, yeah. And now I've started getting back into it. But even like with, I don't want to say light horror, but just uh, anything by Bloomhouse and Mike Flanagan, I, I'm, I'm trying to watch. Like the, um, the Haunting of Hill House and- Blind Man, those were amazing. Didn't, it have the, didn't that have that one guy from um, iZombie in it as the priest? Oh, that's, oh, um, you're talking about, um, yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Yes. It, it looked interesting because like I said, he, he's one of my favorite actors because of iZombie. And I remember he was on Kevin Smith's podcast talking about being in the movie. I was like, ah. Okay. Yeah, he was um he was in um Midnight Mass as well. That's what it okay, that's yes. what I'm thinking of. Yeah. But you're talking about um uh Rahul Kohli? 
Yes, that's who I'm talking yes, about. Yes, I love him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was in all three of those. And oh, okay. like I said, um, I haven't seen Midnight Mass yet, but I've, I saw the first two. They were amazing. And then, um, you know, some other things that have come out in the last few years that I watched. Uh, of course, I watched The Black Phone. The Black Phone oh, was yeah. so good. It was so good. It was it was creepy. It was very um, it was very 80s with that feeling but it, it was so good and it had an it had an ending that i did not expect and i loved it so yeah i mean like i said there's so much well and then there's non-geek that but that's tangentially geek stuff like jack ryan reacher i'd like to you know not do the whole thing but maybe talk about that in an episode because fascinating, <clears throat> huh? and leverage which came which we'd have three new episodes wait what oh was that what, what did you say mike Redemption. Redemption. Oh, it's so good. Okay, okay. I, I'm getting into it this weekend, Mike. I'm not going to wait on that. I'm. I got three, four episodes of Harley Quinn, and then I'm diving into Leverage. Yeah, there's just a lot of good geek stuff to talk about, so we're going to have to figure that out. <laughs> oh, by the way, if anyone needs a copy, uh, Amazon's has the complete uh, DVD box set of Librarians for uh, twenty seven dollars. Wait, the whole thing? Yes. I got it a few weeks ago. Okay. Oh, uh, Amazon wish list. <laughs> Look, Secret <laughs> Santa wish list. Look, they had the original Battlestar Galactica, not the new one, but the old one. Complete box set remaster, I think it was 30. So they've oh. been do- they- Yeah, they've been doing a lot of those remastered lately. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, all right. Well, I think we are we are at the two hour mark. So I think, you know, of course, we could go on all night talking about all kinds of geek stuff. We've covered conventions. We've covered shows. We've covered (laughs) we've covered some of everything in this episode. So um, I think we're going to put this to a close. Does anybody have anything that they want to say? We're two. We have 200 episodes, y'all. Congratulations to us all for 200 episodes. Woohoo! We haven't um, killed each other yet. Yay! <laughs> you know, we're still talking to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Even yeah. even with differences of opinion, you know, that's the funny thing. I went back and listened to some of the uh episodes when I was finishing up the Shadow and Bone. Mike and I were really heated about this whole um uh Darkling and Elise. <laughs> No, I mean no. We're nowhere, it's no. It's nowhere near as heated as we got during Invincible. We were talking about mm-hmm. Amber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of which, when the hell is that show coming back? God soon. knows it's coming back soon too. I haven't heard anything. Now you want to talk about a show that they actually did pretty much down the line, almost better than the comic book. That's Invincible. Yeah, I'm so ready for that show to come back. So did really. anyone watch the Invincible? Uh, not the Invincible. Did anyone watch the boys' animated short cartoons? Nope. I plan on doing that too. I think I'm gonna try to. I, oh, I'm gonna try to get that oh, out the way next weekend. Oh, you need to. You 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 just need to. It's, yeah, it's just good. Yeah. So we'll 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 get around to some of this. Stuff. <laughs> we'll have to find the time. But uh, for those of you who are watching or listening and have been with us from the beginning or whether you found us somewhere in the middle, but you are listening and enjoying our content, leaving comments, leaving reviews. We thank you for 
being with us, for listening to us, for giving us your feedback, for telling us how much you enjoy the show, for making suggestions. Just thank you so much for supporting us during our first 200 episodes, and we hope to see you for the next 200. But for now, that is it for our show. You can find us online at www.phantomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Phantom Hybrid. We have a Discord channel that you can chat with us on we have a youtube channel that you can watch our videos on and we are on all major podcast streaming platforms thanks for listening we hope you join the conversation next time